5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 23 minutes 9, the Police Commissioner is with us in the studio. Commissioner, good morning to you. Good morning. Look, we might kick off with a topic that we spent um, quite a long time discussing after after 7 o'clock, if we, if we could, Commissioner. This caution system that is, is now operating in, uh, in SA that the tyres have splashed on this morning. Um, I mentioned my rego. I'm not about to try to have another whinge about that. But um, we've had texts from, from people and I had texts from friends about, you know, one of my mates, his son, had an obscured P plate. He's a 17-year-old boy. He's just got his first job, slightly obscured. He got a $250 fine for that. We've had other people who are in the same boat as me with their with their rego. What do you say to those of us who go, these were completely victimless and inadvertent mistakes mm. that could have been dealt with via a caution, yet yeah. some people in this list in the paper today might have actually belted someone or shoved someone or stolen something and they're getting let off? Well, they're not... Well, first, first the, the traffic matters are eligible to be dealt with by a caution and it's the individual officer's decision as to whether or not a person should be given an expiation notice or basically a warning and let go on their way. I, I don't interfere with that discretion. That's the individual officer's decision to make. Um, I would hope that common sense prevails and mm. when you have a, a very minor transgression that can be dealt with with a warning, that's the way they would do that. It's a similar principle here is... Um, Firstly, the people aren't being let off scot-free. They are still being given a formal caution. So th- this is a, a formal outcome for the breach of law that they've committed. What we're doing is we're applying common sense. And you know, I know that probably the assaults are seen as the most contentious and about 4% of the uh, formal cautions that have been given are for assaults. They are at the lowest level of an assault. It could be two neighbours arguing over a fence and you know, there's pushing and shoving. Technically, that's an assault, and if one insists on something being done, then we make the decision as to the best way to proceed with that. And if there's no injuries and the victim agrees, then we can deal with it by way of a adult caution. What, so, about, what about property damage, though? I mean, does that include you wake up in the morning, someone's kicked your car door in, smashed a window? Well, if there's significant damage or there's going to be uh, reparations re- required, um, it's probably not going to be the subject of a caution. But if it's really... It, we are talking the, the lowest end matters and where we have a victim involved, the victim must consent to a caution being issued. So it's, it's, that's one mm. element that's really important to stress is the victim has a say in this. It's not just all about the police. But the police officers have an opportunity now to make a common sense approach to how do we do deal with this rather than pushing some trivial matter into the, the court system where victims have to come along and give evidence. Police officers hang around waiting to give evidence and prosecute the matter. We've got prosecutors dealing with the case, magistrates, court staff, for something that's pr- probably going to end up um, a finding of guilt without conviction, yeah. maybe some small monetary fine that does not compensate the system for the money that's spent. And this is not just about saving money. It's about an appropriate... Um, outcome for the level of offending we're talking about. And mm. it's, it's really, it seems to be working really well. Mm. Mark Carroll from the Police Association was on Leon Biner's program yesterday and he raised some concerns about the uh, the district policing model as it pertains to workloads. Yeah. Um, you got a view on what he said? Well, we're watching this really closely. We uh, rolled out the new model in uh, July last year. Uh, so we went from six local service areas to four districts and the whole intent was to equalise work across the entire metropolitan area. It's 
uh, an accepted fact that some of our old local service areas were busier than others. So we redrew the boundaries, we reallocated our staff, the same number of staff still exist in the metropolitan area but they are reallocated into four districts. Each district has about the same number of staff, we know they have about the same number of taskings, the same number of crimes being reported and the same number of uh, police attendances. So what we've achieved through the model is a balancing of workload. And I suppose a good analogy would be if uh, one group of people are building, required to build one house a day, another group of people are building half a house a day, we've actually achieved a point where they're both building three quarters of a house a day, so mm. everyone's doing the same. Um, that means that some areas that historically might not have been as busy as some are probably doing a bit more, but those intensely busy areas have a bit of breathing space as well. So. Mm. We're really closely watching this. We know it does affect some of our people um, and we're working through any issues that arise as we do that. But it's the same number of people in the metro area and, and a really important point in terms of public safety is our response times to taskings have improved in the new model. Okay. We love catching up with our good friends from SAPOL. Um, we do it every, every morning at 6.45, Commissioner. And on Monday and then again on Tuesday of this week, yeah. two stories in a row, both of them involving halfwits, in the community. You're not talking about my staff. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. After what I said earlier about my rego, your, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, the la yeah. least, last thing I would do is... is <laughs> your chances of getting a caution are diminishing <laughs> minute by minute. I think I'm, I'm officially what's known as stuffed on that front. These, these, these deals in the community somehow get their hands on tasers. Now, while we were chatting to, I think it was Peter Schultz on, on Tuesday, I did a quick Google search... By Taser Australia, within a second, it took me to the page on Amazon. There's dozens of the yeah, things. Yeah. How but, easy is it to get well, your hands on one? I suppose it's quite easy, um, you know, with this you know, online shopping environment we have. And, you know, we're relying on um, postal inspections to pick up prohibited items coming into the country. And that's not always going to be successful. So I suppose, to be frank, it is probably quite easy to get your hands on these things. But it's also a consequence. And it won't be a, it won't be a caution if you're found in possession of a um, personal protective device. Um, mm. Taser is a brand. I'm sure they're loving the, their name being thrown around as much as it is, but these are, we call them electronic control devices, but uh, they are a prohibited item. Uh, it's a two-year um, custodial penalty if you're caught with one in your possession, plus a monetary fine as well. So I'd certainly encourage people hmm. to think twice about it. And the, the fine escalates if it's within a licensed premises or at night as well. So... Um, they are dangerous implements. Um, you know, people have no legitimate right to have them unless they're a police officer. So if we find them, we'll take them and we'll charge people accordingly. Mm. Is, it, so is it a relatively new phenomenon? Um, no, we've seen them popping up every now and then. We don't, we don't find a lot. It's quite unusual that there's been sort of this recent uh, yeah. emergence, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there were more out there. We just don't see them. But when we do find them uh, through a search or through information provided to us... Um, We'll be certainly seizing them and pinching the person for it. Grant Stevens, always great to catch up yeah, with you. Thanks very in. much for coming in. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 16 minutes to nine. From the cinematic universe of J.J. Abrams comes the space strategy game Star Trek Fleet Command. Be the commander of your own missions. Customize your fleet of starships. Assemble a crew of new and familiar faces. Choose your weapons to prepare and lead your crew in epic battles. Every moment counts in these real-time battles. Boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek Fleet Command. Download free today on the App Store or Google Play.